everyone to the Carry On cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, and we're just so glad you're here. I'm Pastor Megan Torgerson, and I'm here with Pastor Gary Dreyer and Pastor Mary Sue Dreyer. Hey, <laughs> hey it's Megan. good to be together again. Uh, we've been talking about uh, faith practices. We've been talking about our current sermon series, Grow in Faith, and we've been talking about all these things that we practice as people of faith. Uh, not so that we can be perfect at them. If that were the goal, uh, I think none of us would start. Uh, but mostly just so that we <laughs> so can, true. right? So that we can <laughs> truly practice them. You know, keep engaging with them, just like anything that you might practice in your life, uh, to continue to grow, no matter where you are. And friends, we are reaching the end of the series. We are on the last one. I would argue we saved the best for last. Uh, because I think it's the one uh, stereotypically that we as Lutherans perhaps struggle with the mm. most. Mm. We are talking about sharing testimony. We are talking about bearing witness. We are talking about talking about Jesus. Mm. Yeah, that's nicely said. Yeah, <laughs> talking yeah. about talking about Jesus, um, and to uh, talk about Jesus, we actually get to hear Jesus talk. We're actually reading out of the Gospel of Matthew this time, Pastor Gary. Um, would you give us just a little bit of context on where we're at in this reading today? Sure. This is the very end of the gospel, and it's the first time in the gospel of Matthew that Jesus and the disciples are together. We've had the death, the resurrection, and this is the first time they see the resurrected Jesus. And um, interestingly enough, as we hear... First time they're together after the resurrection. Sure, they've been together pre-crucifixion. before. Fair enough, fair enough. Important clarification. Yeah, I think maybe I need more coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I meant. (laughs) We got you. You're here now. Okay, that's that's where it sits in Matthew. Yeah, great. And you were saying something before we started recording, because as you'll hear, folks, you'll hear Jesus talking about... uh, baptizing, as we'll, we'll hear in a little bit here. Um, but Jesus says to the disciples that they should baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which if you've been around a baptism is familiar language to you. Uh, and Pastor Gary, you were saying something about that uh, that phrase and its place in this text. Yeah, so the, um, the manuscripts that we have that don't go, we don't have an original manuscript, of course, um, all of them have it in there. However, Mary Sue, you were saying something about where that phrase may be derived. Well, um, it may possibly have come from early Christian worship, where they took um, this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit um, way of expressing who God is and incorporated into baptizing and other parts of the worship service. So, you know, that's where we hear it. We hear it often at the beginning of worship and or at the end of worship, as well as um, if we have a baptism. And um, so it's become our way also of expressing who God is, the nature and the mission of God. And importantly, um, I think sometimes we sort of our eyes sort of glaze over mm. when mm-hmm. we try to understand this mathematical oddity of God being three, but God is one. And we try to understand what Father or Creator and Son or Redeemer and Holy Spirit or Sanctifier, so Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, 
all are called Trinitarian formulas. And then we try to figure out, well, how can God be three and one? And it gets kind of complicated. But um, in recent years, we've retrieved the core wisdom of this formula, and that is that God is a community. Mm. And because God is a community, it um, God pours God's life into us, and therefore we are called into community. And oh. so um, it, it's our best historically, under, our best understanding of, as I said before, who God is, God's nature, and what God does in the world, and God's mission. So anyway, oh. Trinity really matters as we go into the world as God's people. Oh, that's lovely. And well, and so now that we've been talking about the text, I think let's let's hear the text and then we can keep thinking. I, I love this idea that God is community and therefore we are also a community. And that's beautiful. Um, Pastor Gary, were, no, Pastor Mary Sue, were you going to read the lesson for I us? Was. <gasps> Fantastic. Would you please read for us from Matthew 28? This is the commissioning of the disciples, which is us, folks. Mm. So now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And that is the end of the book of Matthew. Thanks be to God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you were talking about the plurality of the Trinity and how confusing it is. Next week, uh, we'll be looking at the first chapter of Genesis, ah. where God's there are several names for God in the Old Testament. The name there is Elohim, which is linguistically a plurality. Elohim means God. And uh, in that text, that creation story, Elohim says, let us make the human thing in our image. So there's the Trinitarian Christians, of which we are, like to read into that sort of a nascent Trinitarian Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> well, and we, we as Trinitarian Christians are, are so used to hearing that kind of Trinitarian language slash um, God in, in self-relationship language that kind of like you said, Mary Sue, that um, we almost kind of glaze over. We kind of just miss it. Like, oh, of course, mm-hmm. well, God is a Trinity. Uh, we don't always even think about what that means and so to be able to see those hints those cues even you know at the beginning of genesis um it's i think it's really easy to kind of just skip over that and be like oh you know it's an old text it's fine Mm -hmm. i'm sure you know it's supposed to be our whatever but that to to remind ourselves that this has been part of who god is this is god's identity since from the get-go way before that that god is relationship um that's just i think really meaningful and powerful and so then for in this passage for jesus to turn to his disciples and say you know as you're sharing this faith 
you share a faith that is in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is a particular kind of faith. This is a faith in a in a triune God who has been revealed to you, uh, you know, as God in, in, in creation and Jesus himself standing before him. At this point, they have not in Matthew received the Holy Spirit. Am I, am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Right. But, I mean... On the other hand, if they believe, they've received the Holy Spirit. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. When does the Holy Spirit technically come? Yeah, the, it, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit in, at Pentecost is something that comes, you know, in later. the Luke Acts. 50 right. days later. But, but one thing I, I just want to underscore, which I am most moved by hmm. when we talk about the Trinity, and, and this has implications for how we talk about sharing our faith, too. Um, an understanding of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as a community, a community of, of equals, a community of fellowship, a community of reciprocity, where they all love and care for one another, it moves us as a church away from hierarchical thinking. Mm-hmm. Ah. For many, many years, the, the notion of the Trinity was sort of top-down, there's the Father on top, and the Father is above the Son, and then the Son is above the Holy Spirit. And we often think about God like that. Mm-hmm. But everything changes for how we think about our life in relationship. If we think of God as this um, community mm-hmm. of equal sharing where they mutually pour life into and receive from one another. So how does that shape our life together and how we think about witnessing? We don't, we aren't top down. I've got the goods and you need them. And so I'm going to tell you what you should say, even what very words you should say, if Mm -hmm. you're going to qualify Mm -hmm. as a legit believer. No, it's not hierarchical like that. It's not like I can pour my knowledge into you and then make you a Christian. Christian sharing of this incredible mm. good news is more like me saying, Gary, Megan, this is what I see. This is what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. How does this how does this resonate with you? How yeah. this this Jesus matters to me in this way. Can you know how what does what does that mean when I share that with you? And, and that when it comes to this practice of sharing faith, at, at least when I hear you say this, um, it feels a little more accessible to me because mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's really intimidating about the the idea of of bearing witness of of bearing testimony is getting it right. Yeah. Right? How do I yes. how do I say it the right way? Like, do I know enough about my faith? Like intellectually do I know enough about my faith Mm -hmm. to be able to talk about it in a way that I won't I don't know do it wrong Mm -hmm. mess someone up break it I don't know embarrass myself myself, accidentally spew heresy and then you know lead someone into sin or I don't know what right a million ways it could go wrong so if the invitation is know it perfectly so that you can be on the top of the pyramid and transmit the information perfectly downwards that that's really inaccessible but if the invitation is we are in relationship with other and in relationship with God, who is in relationship with God's own self, then it's more about saying, 
this is what I've known. This is what I've experienced. This is, this is how God has been revealed to me. Now tell me about what you know. Tell me about how God has made known in your life. What is, what does that look like for you? Uh, Man, that just feels a lot more accessible to me. As the as the male in the room, I need to probably <laughs> acknowledge that Is there some hierarchy here. <laughs> oh no, watch your step. That hierarchy has often been linked with patriarchy mm. and fear. Mm. And I think witnessing is talking about Jesus is not about fear. It's not about I'm up here, you're down there. It's sharing. It's just yeah. this is this is this is how it is for me. Sharing of equals. One of my favorite books on evangelism is called Evangelism Without Additives. And the subtitle is something like, what if sharing Jesus meant just being really your authentic self? I mean, that's not the exact title, but but it's something like that. And what if just who I am today, uncertain about all kinds of stuff, But what if to share Jesus is to say in the middle of all that uncertainty, I can can assure you of that promise at the end of Matthew that God is with you Mm. because that's the big promise here in this text. Yeah, um, there are actually two great commissions in Matthew, this one, and in Matthew 5.16, uh, Jesus says, let your light so shine before others that they see your good works and give glory to God, uh, which is also often a baptismal text. Right. And both commissions um, are co-missions. We are not in this mission alone. Uh, God is nice. with us. We are with yeah. this with God. And, and it's interesting that the Gospel of Matthew kind of bookends too. Matthew is the only one uh, writing to most specifically a Jewish audience who calls Jesus Emmanuel, Mm. God with us. And then at the end, that's the last thing Matthew has to say to us, God is with us. And so as we do this witnessing or talking, uh, we are with God and God is with us always and to the end of the age. And if we can't remember anything else, if we can just remember that. That's testimony. Right. Yeah. I think so often the, the idea of uh, the practice of testimony um, is also kind of considered with an end goal, right? Like, yeah. I have to tell you about Jesus because I have to make sure that Jesus is your Savior because I have to get you out of hell, I yeah, think, fear, is maybe, fear. right? Very yeah. fear-driven. And and again, that puts so much pressure on me. Don't get it wrong mm-hmm. because right. you might be accidentally condemning someone. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Well, I would I would rather walk away from that kind of eternal pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Eternal pressure. That, that's yeah. very well said. Yep, yep, so, yep. But, but if, it's, if it really is this invitation about the, rem- the reminding each other, but just as we are together, just as we care for each other, so too God is always with us and God is always caring for us. Well, that's something I, I mean, I, I'm not sure I have to practice it. Oh, it's a faith practice. But I'm, <laughs> but that's something that feels like maybe I could, I could do that. You know, I could, I can say, okay, if God is indeed active around me, how have I noticed that today? How could I tell someone else about that? How could I invite them into seeing and hearing and feeling the presence of God with them today? What does that mean for us to bear witness to our faith in a way that's, um, that's really about about honesty and authenticity and observation and, and being 
just truly who, who, who God calls really us are. to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Without that pressure of you have to do it the right way or else. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, oh. I'm, and even in this text, right? Like in verse 17, I can't help but notice when they saw him, and I'm assuming, you know, it's, you're, you're referring back on a pronoun. So the verse before, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee. When they saw him, they worshiped him. I'm assuming that the they is pointing back to the disciples. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't, I can't help but notice that. It, so even these people literally standing right in front, front of, of the Jesus. resurrected Christ. I mean, he is right there. He was dead. He is alive. They are about to see him, you know, ascend into heaven. Um, and still some doubted. Mm-hmm. It, it, I honestly feel a little liberated by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I. Doubt is part of the human experience. I, I did know a, a guy who said he never, ever doubted, and he was sure, and I kind of doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt but, that but, you don't I doubt. I mean, maybe, maybe he was. I mean, uh, God love him. Yeah. Or they say in the South, bless his heart. Aww. Aww. <laughs> but I, I mean, doubt is part of the human experience, and if, it, if, if we're going to let the natural rhythm of faith and sometimes doubt interfere with our witnessing then we're never going to witness right i'm i'm impressed with the first word of the great commission is go (laughs) just do it go (laughs) yeah you know i think that it's very it's built into who we are Mm. to share something we love If I get finally a really good recipe for popovers and I've been working on that, and if I get this really good recipe, I want to share it with you. If I've just read a good Mm -hmm. book, I want to share it with somebody. And we don't really worry about whether the other person is going to use that recipe or read that book. We just want to tell them how much we liked it and why it mattered to us. So I think if we think about sharing our faith as something Mm -hmm. that we're sort of built for and Mm -hmm. we allow ourselves to enjoy faith and then enjoy sharing what we enjoy about faith yeah. it becomes a lot easier and we if we know we're built for it right it, it's more fun right a friend of and mine and i have a good recipe for pop oh good <laughs> you know, <wait>. thank you <laughs> jensen's has got nothing on you yeah. i have a i have a friend that writes music and he one of my, his favorite songs the chorus goes beauty ain't worth nothing beauty ain't worth nothing beauty Ain't worth nothing unless it's shared. Oh. I mean, see see a sunset by yourself, and it just isn't as fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that beauty. Yeah. That the, the worth of beauty is in sharing it. That I mean, this is and this is true about our faith. Our, our faith is is beautiful. There is great joy and peace and meaning to be had in this faith that we know in Jesus Christ, and and I get to share it. Yeah, yeah. I get to talk about why it is a value to me. I don't have to just talk about what. TV show I'm really into right now. I can, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe I will. Um, but, but have I you seen to... Ms. Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Sorry, I haven't. It was delightful. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 We, okay, we highly recommend uh, it. <laughs> two, two, three thumbs up. I oh, there we go. Um, and just as easily as that, right? Like just as easy as that. Like this is this is something that is a value of me. Do you know about it too? Oh my gosh, what did you like about it? Mm-hmm. What did you? Even if you don't like it as well, ah, I wasn't really into it. Oh, tell me why. Like help mm-hmm. me understand mm-hmm. that too. Exactly. I, th- I think there's 
We know those conversations. We know how to do that, right? And so the same is true for us in our faith that we can we know how to have those conversations. What what was it that got you into church in the first place? What what is it about this peace that we know in God that is so meaningful in your life right now? Why do you go to church on Sunday? And it's okay to say, because I think I have to. Maybe if we talk about it more, we can move past the I think I have to and into the oh, but I also find that I, I am have a greater awareness of God's action in my life in the week afterwards on the day, days that I've gone to church on Sunday. Huh, interesting. Getting talking about it makes it easier to talk about it more. So while we're talking, I'm thinking about, well, what if in what we're saying, I'm finding myself going, well, I guess I don't enjoy my oh. life with Jesus enough to have anything to say. You're kind sure. of doubting. You start, sure, but some you start questioning. Yeah. But again, how how we do that normally. Did you watch all of Game of Thrones? Nah, I watched the first episode and, it, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. just never got back to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, uh, I don't know, for this and that reason. Right. Um, that's the same kind of conversation. You Do you go to church? Well, I used to, but well, yeah. well what happened? Yeah. What, yeah. You know, allow people to talk about right. faith and the things of faith like going to church. Right. Um, and to take the shame out of it. Like it's something exactly. we can't talk about or aren't supposed to talk about or don't know how to talk about. Right. Again, faith practices, right? right. As we practice these things, we... We get more comfortable with them, and and we may never do them perfectly or right, depending on who determines what right is. But we we grow in them, mm-hmm. and and we get more comfort and more meaning. And it's, uh, gosh, it's just always worth it. I think it's always worth it, and that's why I'm a pastor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and these disciples, they they've had this amazing experience, and then Jesus frees them. Go, go, let it go. Let it let it out. Yeah. Just. And so we we do the same with you. Friends, go. Get out there. Do the thing. Start practicing those things. And we're going to keep supporting you here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bye, everybody. May the road rise on. Do you?